written by Nathan Ozer. The king sat slowly peeling his banana. He lent all of his concentration to making sure each strip of yellow was of equal size and that all the stringy pulp was removed from the fruit. Three times his bejeweled royal crown slipped down over his furrowed brow to hit the bridge of his nose. At last he took a bite and declared, The best discovery yet! Standing in silent anticipation, the lords and ladies of the court now let out a simultaneous sigh of relief. They turned their heads to the cartloads of fruit being wheeled in through the great throne room doors. The stacked up bunches of yellow and green bananas looked as foreign and strange as eight and ten legged creatures fished out of the deep, deep ocean. A banana for one and all, said the king. And he sat triumphantly in his gilded chair. Then, as the room filled with oohs and ahs and oh mys, and the pleasant smacking of lips, he leaned to his side and whispered to the admiral of his fleet, I shall like to meet this man, this discoverer of bananas. Bring him to me. The stout decorated admiral of the sea brought forth a brown-haired, sunburned sailor from the back of the room. The young man kneeled on the red carpet before the king. Well, did I eat it correctly? asked the king. With perfect grace, your grace, the sailor replied. And I suppose you've eaten a fine share of these bananas yourself? Yes, but never so elegantly, your elegance. The king shifted to lean his chin on his fist. Tell me, sailor, what other wondrous discoveries have you in store for my kingdom? I beg your pardon? Your mercifulness? I've yet to find but bananas. That will not do. No, that will not do. The king nudged the herald at his side and waited as the man gathered the attention of the court. Then, with all the lords and ladies watching, silently chewing, the king asked, Your name, young sailor? A vol of grands? I shall give you a ship. (laughs) The king giggled. A galleon of such speed that no discovery can outrun your wild. And I shall make you a captain and member of the royal court. You will now answer to the title, Royal Discoverer, Captain Avolavgrans. The crowd holding their banana peels and spitting bits of the soft fruit broke into a jolly cheer. The whole kingdom shall enjoy this bounty of bananas whilst we await the coming of your next delicious discovery. In the days passing, the king spared no expense on Avol's grand galleon. It had more sails than any other ship at port. It had bigger, more colorful flags than any other kingdoms. It was crewed by stronger, quicker, healthier men than any others in the world. From the helm, Avol steered her out into the ocean to the bright and brassy blow of the king's own trumpets. A course was set for the islands beyond the distant land of bananas. Surely there would be some other interesting morsel to be found in the hot equatorial latitudes, thought of all. And as the ship passed through the waters, turning clearer and bluer by the mile, Avol extended his spyglass to gaze upon a chain of emerald isles 
sewn into the water like patches where the ocean had ripped. A voice came down from the crow's nest. Land ho! It wasn't long before all the crew had alighted. The tropical sun seared the men's backs and brought thirst to their lips. Before they could scour the entire measure of the main island, the casks of water were emptied, dry as bones. The big, healthy sailors had downed the water too hastily and now sat discouraged upon the burny, sandy beach. It was then that a vole spotted a monkey climbing a tall, umbrella-shaped tree. Eventually, he located a whole troop of monkeys and thought to himself, if they can survive the island heat, then surely there must be something to drink. Like a monkey himself, Avol climbed hand and foot up the rungs of one of the shady umbrella trees. At the top, he did as the monkeys did and pulled down nut after nut until he had an entire crateful. What shall we do with these furry brown cannonballs? Spoke the crew. But with his royal saber, Avol cut open one of the giant nuts, and inside each half was a pool of rich white milk. The men drank their fill, and at dawn the next day, Avol set sail for home on a cargo-heavy hull. There was a grand reception when he returned to the kingdom. At once, all the lords and ladies of the land were sent for and gathered in the castle hall. Word had reached the court that a new discovery was made, and it was called a coconut. In his throne, the king sat, cutting into the thick shell of his coconut. He sweated through each slice of the fruit, forward and back, until his royal fur robe had slid off his shoulders three separate times. At last the nut was cracked, and he dipped his fingers into the milk and tested the taste. The room held its breath, then, immediately, the king quaffed the milk from the half-shell as if it were a fine goblet of wine. The best discovery yet, he boomed. In came carts piled high with sweet coconuts, ready to be had by all. The ladies of the court smiled, and the lords' mouths watered. They sipped the milk until it was gone and began to chew at the fleshy white husk. And while they did, between crunches, the king heard pleas for more new and exciting and tasty fruits. So he nudged the herald and commanded him to draw the attention of his crowd. Hear me, he said. We are greatly impressed by this coconut of yours, royal discoverer, and we are looking forward to that which you will next introduce to the kingdom. Respectfully, your eminence, of all bowed. I am fearful that a more nourishing fruit than the banana may not be discovered, nor a more refreshing one than the coconut. I am no longer a young boy. If your majesty would allow me to stay in the kingdom? The king pouted and pounded his fist against the gold armrest of his throne. You are the royal discoverer, are you not? Yes, your magnificence. By your royal hand, this is true then you will discover or else be bound in chains and sent into your last days to the furthest depths of the deepest dungeon. With haste, Avol replied, I will serve you right and well, your excellence. Better, 
spoke the king with his chin in the air. Now I shall grant you with a great wealth of pearls and gems and solid gold coins that you may feel good about the work you do. Avol expressed his humility and gratitude and without delay left to prepare for his travels. Again he departed the kingdom to the revelries of parade streamers and royal trumpets. For many moons he sailed across the ocean past where the bananas grew, past the coconut isles, and into the strong sea winds of some place so far away that he could no longer chart his course on his map. Avol grew fearful of not ever being able to return to the kingdom. Nights, the crew of sailors lay sleepless in their quarters, worrying they were lost for good. It was on one of those nights that Avol went to console the other men that he spotted. Spangled high in the wide black sky, a shimmering star of hope. We will not be marooned on our own terrible ship, he addressed the sailors, for I have found the star that will lead us to land. By morning light, the stars were all gone around the horizon, but in their place there appeared a vast stretch of lush earth. Spirits rose all around, and the crew and Avol were able to steer the ship safely to dry land. Ashore of the strange country, they set about searching for the newest discovery. However, strong as they were, the sailors suffered a powerful fatigue due to the long lack of sleep and were unable to assist their captain. Nor were they lively enough to return to the ship Adding to Avol's trouble, cold black storm clouds came blowing in from the west and raining without cessation. Avol found shelter from the deluge in the brush and trees. Still, there were many raindrops that found their way through the cover. And of all this rainfall, Avol sat with his mouth open to the sky and drank. He soon realized that the water dripping over a certain dark green set of leaves and red berries gave him a sudden burst of energy. He plucked some of the large berries from the branches and chewed them until he was fully awake, and well enough to bring a whole basketful to the rest of his crew. They all chewed the potent fruits down to the seeds. And before the day was out, they were able to pile the galleon decks high with thousands of sprigs of the magnificent berries. With their newfound vigor, everyone worked twice as hard, and in half the time it took to sail to the faraway country, they had made it back to their homeland kingdom. Coffee. Coffee was the word on the lips of every lord and lady as they assembled before the king in his throne room. Anxiously, they waited to welcome a vole and partake of his latest discovery. There was a great loud and then a hush as the royal discoverer finally arrived and presented his mysterious new berries. The king sat slouched in his high throne, digging his coffee seeds from the fruit, roasting them in a small fire, crushing them, and steeping them in hot water. As he did this, his hands were so full that he dropped his diamond-studded scepter three times upon the marble floor. Then, after so much exertion, He stirred the mixture lazily and half-sighted, half-blew on the steaming black drink. The spectators were unsure what would happen, 
Some wondered if Avol would be sent to the dungeon prison. But the king took a sip of the brew, then another, and another. And his eyes opened wide, and he jumped with joy and surprise. The best discovery yet! he shouted. And it was the most excited voice anyone in the court had ever heard come from the king. Then rolling over the long red throne room carpet came cart after cart. The lords and ladies took up their cups and drank of Ol's coffee and broke into celebration. The king, however, waved his hand and called his herald. The herald shushed the crowd. And the king spoke. You have your rank and your ship, your gold and your jewels. If you, royal discoverer, have it in you to discover anything else, I will grant you land, vast and wide, teemed with sheep and deer and wolves and bears, riddled with towns and painted with hills and forests, you will have everything a man needs or desires. Well? Of all knelt in silence. Well, what, what do you say? Can you discover anything greater? I have already, your highness. For you and for your people... I have discovered bananas and coconuts and coffee berries. But for myself, I've discovered courage. And with that new discovered courage, I will accept your gracious grant of land and raise the sheep, hunt the deer, tame the wolves and the bears, protect the towns and till a rich earth. And by example, I shall give the courage, as I have with the fruit to your kingdom, so as others may explore and think and discover things for themselves. The king crossed his arms and locked his eyes with the now-weathered sailor of Olivgrans. He seemed to teeter with anger and nearly toppled over three separate times. The congregation of lords and ladies stood hushed, clenching their jaws and fists and toes. The servants froze, hands full, mid-stride. At length, the king's expression softened. Then, with a sudden smile, he raised his voice and happily proclaimed, That is the best discovery yet, royal indeed. He spread his arms into the air. Let the words be written. Let all the kingdom know. Have you ever wanted to be a discoverer? Or see new lands? Write to us and tell us what has been your best adventure yet. Thanks to everyone for your reviews. A big shout out to Asher, Desmond, and their mommy and daddy from New Jersey in the United States, who recently became Patreons. They like to listen on car rides and love how there are so many fun and silly characters and great adventures. Thanks, you guys. Also, a big thanks to Annie and Lucy from Australia, Jack from Alberta, Canada, Isabel from Hong Kong, Elsa from Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia, Kina from Toronto, Canada, George from the United States, Wesley from Oregon, Marcia from Ontario, Canada, Elias from the United States, and Belle from Sydney, Australia. Thank you, guys. Oh, here's another one. This one is from JPG78. Always great. We love the story Emma and the Magic Bubble Machine most. 
Thanks for all the hard work you do to make stories great to listen. I listen to the stories when I go to bed or after my homework. From Charlie and Family in Newcastle, Australia. Thanks, Charlie. Good luck with your homework. Thank you. Good night. At once, all the lords and la- blah, blah, blah.